past the point of weary Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus Do you feel an empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing And you're desperate for some healing Let me tell you about my Jesus He makes a way
I praise you. I worship you. You're a life-changing God. You're a life-changing Savior. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I praise you. Thank you for the change of heart that we receive. I thank you. I praise you. I give you honor. I give you glory. something with you guys actually I'm going to have Aaron do it about what he's done come up here Aaron just wait just wait <laughs> what he's done you guys know his story but I'm not talking about his testimony what God's brought him out of he's got something new to share <laughs> that God has done and he shared this Wednesday and he shared it with us in our coffee shop talks in the morning but I told him I said and we're singing this song, so he's going to share it right now. Tell him what the Lord did in you recently. Uh, so, four years ago, I had a stroke that led to me basically getting sober. And I was an alcoholic for 35 years. And when I got sober, they started doing all these tests on me. And uh, they told me that... I had irreversible liver damage and my liver was only going to function about 35% for the rest of my life. That's what they said. So Monday I go to the doctor and uh, my liver's functioning at 100%. It totally... So, uh, I want you guys to know that I don't care what you're battling or what you're going through. If you keep your eye on the prize, he's going to come through for you. I took my eyes off a couple times, but through my friends and through God, he got my eyes back on him. And I can't, man, I want to run laps around this place. <laughs> 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 Amen. What he's done, what he's done, it's irreversible. It's 35%. That's what you're going to have to live with. Nope. It's not what God says. So we praise God for what he's done, what he did in Aaron's liver, transform that, heal that. So we're praising him for it. This morning, we're praising him for who he is. Actually, every one of us in here deserved hell. We deserve to go to hell. But Jesus said, no, I'm going to make a way that they can be saved. And, and now we can testify that I was headed that way, but God picked me up and he turned me around and he set my feet on the solid rock of Jesus on that ground. Yes, yes, yes. So we can't forget what he's done. We can't forget it. We can't forget it because we know his love. So as you're seated this morning, before you're seated, turn around and shake five hands, just five this week. Five hands, welcome people to church. Amen, what he's done. Let me get a, a few little things here. Uh, if you are a first time guest, welcome again to Orchardville Church. 
We appreciate you being with us today, and we pray that as you walked in, as you drove into the parking lot even, you felt the presence of the Lord here, and you felt the love of the people of Orchardville Church as you came into this place, and you were experiencing God's love as we worship together. So welcome. If you're a first-time guest, there's a card in the seat in front of you, uh, in the back of that seat. Just fill that out, turn it at the welcome desk, and we have a gift for you after service is over. Just a little thank you for being with us. So if you're a first-time guest, I'm not going to make you raise your hand, but let's thank them for being with us today. Also want to thank the church for sharing your faith this week. I challenged you guys at the end of last week to actually go and share your faith with people, pray for people, witness to people, invite people to church. And last count, I was between, I think, 35 to 40 people that reached out to me Instead, they were doing what God asked us to do. So I thank you for that. There's been people praying for people at work. There's been people inviting people to church. There's been people sharing their faith throughout this week. And I want to challenge you again that this is not just a, Rick challenged us last week, so we did it this week. This is an every week thing. So the more, I'm not going to say comfortable, the more courageous you get, keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. Keep on being the light of Jesus wherever you're at throughout the week and letting people know how he's changed your life. Amen. (laughs) All right. Brand new series starting today called More, 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 Lord. Okay? More. And this was, this is another cool thing because I threw this out to some of the guys in the coffee shop. Help me out with the title because all I'm getting is more. <laughs> and I know that's one word and it's four letters and it's short, but you guys got anything else? And so they threw a few things out there and I just kept coming back to more. And there's a reason for that. And then I talked to Joey Slover this week and he said they were in a prayer thing, intercession kind of thing and prayer meeting and and, and he had a dream, and he shared this dream with those, those people that were in that meeting. And there's a dream about the word more. <laughs> he didn't even know what my title was yet or that I was going to preach this series. So God's lining things up, and I stuck with more. All right? So let's turn in our Bibles. How many of you want more? All right. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. If you guys aren't excited, I'm going to get you that way before we're done. Or God is, one or the other. (laughs) I'd rather he does it. Matthew 5, verse 6. And if you'll stand this morning for the reading of the word. Matthew 5, verse 6. And I'll be in New King James Version. It says, "Blessed, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Again, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you again for the opportunity to be here. Lord, I ask this morning for a fresh revelation of who you are, Father, in us. Show us, God. Show us your glory. Lord, we know there's more for us. And Father, we want more, more, Father. Father, as we read your word, let it just jump off the page into our hearts, God, into our minds. Let it transform us. 
And Father, I, I pray that you just continue to re reveal your character to us, God. Show us who you are, God, in power and might and strength. And Lord, I praise you. I thank you, Father, again, more of you, less of us, God. More of you, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. This scripture uh, in the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus declares this powerful truth to us, a promise that he will completely fill those who are hungry and thirsty for him. He will fill us up, okay? Uh, David said it this way in Psalm 63, verse 1, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. That's some hunger, that's some thirst. In Psalm 42, 1, 1 and 2, as the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Hunger and thirst, and we will be filled. But yet, in these days that we're living in right now, as crazy as they are, as wild as they are, as depressing as they can be, in these days that we're currently living in, this type of desire for more of God is less and less wanted by people. It's rare anymore for people to hunger and thirst like this after the things of God. We're not really seeing that as a church nationwide, in America at least, that we are, we are not hungering and thirsting after more of God. Jesus, here's, here's some reasons why. Jesus said in the last days, Matthew 24, 12, a lot of scripture here, Matthew 24, 12, sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. And so will the crowd. <laughs> sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. That includes love for God. That includes people in the churches. Their love for God's going to grow cold. Paul further defined these people with these words in 2 Timothy 3, verses 2 through 5. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people, turn away. As you read through those in 2 Timothy 3, truth, truth, truth truth with our society today. It said having a form of godliness but denying its power. In our self-obsessed world that we live in, people feel uh, very free to have a salad bar religion. I'm going to pick and choose what I want out of God's word. So they pick and choose the things they want to follow, things they don't want to follow. They feel free to be very spiritual, but sense no obligation to be very biblical. 
right? God's power is not a power to give me what I want. This is what I want, God. Give it to me. It's, it's, it's not that kind of, it's a power that should guide my life. And it's a power that tells me what to do through his word. If I want more, I'll obey his word. If I want more of the things of God, I'll obey his word. All of it. All of it. During revival, God, God dropped a word. Guess which one? <laughs> into my spirit and into my heart. And it was this sermon series entitled more. And I felt like he was asking me, Rick, do you want more? Well, duh. Yes, Lord, I do. And I felt like he was telling me that you have not even tapped into things I want to do. There's more, there's more. So this has been, you know, stirring up in my spirit within the last couple of weeks. And, I'll, and I'm, I'm here to tell you this morning that I want more of the things of God. More. And I pray and I, and I hope as a church that we want together more of the things of God. More. 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 Everyone in this world wants more of something. Okay? You don't believe me? Look at the little kids. That's your parent, okay? They want more and more and more and more and more. Even adults, more and more and more. Um, we want more time to do what we want. How many of you don't have a lot of time, extra time on your hands, right? That's the world we live in. How many of you want more money? She was first. Lord, you see the need. <laughs> Let me get back on track here. Everyone wants more of something. Some, some people want more health, right? More wisdom and understanding. Some people want more years to live. I personally know what that feels like with what we've been through. We want more years. We want more possessions. You don't have to raise your hands because you don't want to be like you're selfish and stuff, but we want more stuff. Right? I know a gentleman here in this congregation that finally got the boat that he's been waiting his life, whole life for. He got it. Amen. Patience. And moving kids out the house and stuff like that. So <laughs> We want more provision. Right? Some people want more recognition. Some want more fame. More, more, more. We're always wanting something. We're never satisfied in life. We always seem to want more. But I ask you this morning, is that the same kind of concept that you take in your relationship with God? Are you asking God for more throughout your week? More things from you, God. More things of you, God, in my life. If you remember the movie Oliver Twist... When the young orphan says, please, sir, I want some more. <laughs> I remember that. I don't know how the accent was, but <laughs> this one will resonate with my dad. Or maybe you remember Captain James T. Kirk in Star Trek, and he calls for Scotty to, I need more power. 
And Scotty replies, I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. <laughs> I know those were bad. <laughs> more. More. And when I say this morning that I want more, I'm not talking about the more that the world wants. I'm not talking about the more that my wife just said she wants of money. I'm not speaking about a greed within myself that needs more, more things to consume. I am speaking about a hunger and a thirst for more of the things of God. That's what's going to change things in our family. That's what's going to change things in our jobs. That's going to change things in our community. Again, we were placed here in this location. I know some of you said it makes no sense where you guys put a church out here, but we were put here And we have different people from different towns that come to Orchardville Church, but we were put here to go out and make a difference in the communities that we belong to. So I have this desire for myself, for my family, for our church, for all that God has promised. I have a longing to experience a a sovereign move of God within Orchardville Church. Not one that stops after three days or four days or two weeks, but a move of God every time we come together. A move of God when we leave this place because we carry his presence with us. A passion for the fullness of the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in us. A fullness of his anointing and and moving in our midst. So as we, as we begin this new series this week, and I don't know how long it goes, I'm just going to be obedient to God and the things that he wants to show us more of. But I want to I lay a foundation this morning with some important questions in regards to more as we're talking about this today. Some questions that not, I'm not only asking myself, but I want you guys to ask yourself as we talk about this. So the first one, first question, do I believe more of God is available to me. Okay, let's say that together. Do I believe more of God is available to me? Yes. Okay? If we do not believe that more is available, we will never seek to have it. If we don't think there's more available, that more that God can do in us and through us, we're never going to seek to have it. So that first question, do I believe more of God is available to me? Yes. It has to be a yes. Okay? It's time for us to remember what we have seen, what we have heard, what we have experienced in our own lives with God. We've got to remember those things. It's time for us to get back into the word and see what God has promised to those that are hungry and thirsty. He said we will be filled. That's what he said. It's time for us to have new Holy Spirit encounters that will stir in us to a desire to have even more. I don't know how God did what he did through me. I don't know how that situation changed, but I want to see him move more in my life. I don't know how that person came to the Lord because I didn't think it was even possible, but I want God to use me more to witness to people, to share his love to people. It's time for us to do what Jeremiah 29, 13 tells us. When you seek me and find me, or you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. All of it. 
And I'm here to answer the question for you this morning. Is there more available from God? The answer is a resounding yes. There's more available. There's more available. More than we could ever ask or think or imagine. Yes, yes, yes. Give us more. Give us more. I need some people to help me preach today. (laughs) Here's the great thing. Because some people may be saying, more and more and more from God. As a believer, his spirit, and the more we're talking about, already lives in you. It's already there. We have to be obedient to his word, to his voice, to the Holy Spirit, to experience that more. It's already there. It's already there. Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to what? According to the power that works in us. God is always willing to give us more. I love the story in the Bible in Mark chapter 1 and Luke 5 that tells us about a man who had leprosy and, and he falls to the ground. He says, Lord, if you're willing, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus reaches out and touches the man, something that you didn't do back then. And he says, I am willing. I'm willing. How much more will he give us when we know that it is in line with his desires for us? Luke 6, 38, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. In Matthew 7, 9 through 11, or what man is there among you who, if his son asked for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asked for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Second question. Do I desire more of God in my life? Do I desire more of God in my life? Let's say it together. Do I desire more of God in my life? You've just asked that question. How do you answer it? If there is no desire for more, guess what? You won't get more. (laughs) If you are content with coming to church, I know I'm saved and I'm just going to sit here and enjoy the ride until I get to heaven, you won't get more. And that's fine for some people. It's not fine for me. If I have power and authority that God wants me to walk in and there's things that he wants to do through me to help minister to people, I want to do it. I don't want to just sit by until heaven comes. I want to do more. I want to be used by the Lord as a vessel that he can flow through and operate in. James 4, 2 said, you do not have because you do not ask. And this may surprise some of you in here this morning. But not everyone wants more. Not everyone wants more. The people with the the pigs didn't want Jesus to stay in Mark chapter 5. The people at the mountain didn't want more in Exodus 20. The people who turned away from Jesus didn't want more, John 6. 
Jesus feeds the 5,000. He walks on water. He's the bread of life. And many disciples still desert him. The people who made excuses, the, the parable of the great banquet, didn't want more. Moses wanted more. And you know what he got to see? The glory of God. He wanted more. David wanted more. And he was a man after God's own heart, so he saw God move in his life. So again, we ask ourselves this morning, do I want more? Yes. That should be all of our answers. Yes, I want more of God in my life. I want more. Third one, question. Am I willing to make room for more? Say it with me. Am I willing to make room for more? Am I willing to make room for more? One of the things that that keeps us from having more is the simple fact that we have no room for more. I've got too much going on in my life for more. I'm so busy right now, I just don't know. I will make room for you. We sing that, but do we mean that? To do whatever you want to. We're so busy that we don't always make room for God to do what he wants to. I wonder how many times we miss out on opportunities to minister to people uh, with God working through us because we don't have room for it in our schedule. I mean, there's probably so many encounters where Holy Spirit's trying to, hey, hey, we don't have room. We don't hear it because we don't have the room for him to move. We're people who have limited time, we have limited capacity, and we have limited energy. <laughs> Anybody else? Like, I'm always worn out. And our lives are so filled with other things that we don't have room for more of God. Think about how that sounds. No, just to say that out loud, I've got so many things going on, I just don't have more room for you. And I'm really not going to make room because it's, it's just crazy. That makes no sense. When the God of the universe wants to give us more. Did you know that more has a cost? More has a cost. The cost of wanting more means I might have to give up some things. Some things that, you know, maybe they're not bad, but they're keeping me from more with God. I'm going to have to to give up some distractions in my life in order to get more of what he wants to do in my life. I may have to leave the comfortable and get into the uncomfortable. For those that shared this week, your faith, you invited some people to church, was a little uncomfortable? There's some people in here that did it, but I guess they were comfortable. But sometimes you got to get out of the comfortable into the uncomfortable for God to do what he wants to do. You need to be obedient. Even when you think that's really difficult, what are they going to say? Be obedient. Leave it up to God. Leave it up to the Holy Spirit to work. When you can do that, you start relying on his power and his might and his strength. You kind of get yourself out of the way. You don't take things personal. You say, okay, God, you do what you do. I'm going to deliver it. You do it. Don't put the pressure on yourself. It's him. We're just the vessel he's using. Um, I may have to stop trusting in what I see and start trusting in what I can't see yet. 
okay? Stop trusting in what you can only see. Start trusting in what you can't see yet. I'm going to have to stop seeking after the almighty dollar and start seeking out the worship of God instead. If you are working so much that you have excluded God, and I realize there's honor and blessing and providing for your family, but if you are working so hard, so long, that you're leaving out God, you're neglecting your family, that's wrong. You have a responsibility, okay, I'm talking to the guys right now. You have a responsibility to lead your family first and foremost in the things of God. That comes before your job. It's a macho thing, but you got to lay it down. You got to lay it down and do right by your family. I may have to give up that unhealthy relationship. Hello. (laughs) That's pulling me away from God so that he can bring new people into my life that want what God wants. Now, teens, I'll just hit, hit on you guys for a little bit here on this. This subject, if you're dating someone, and they can attest to this and testify to it when I was a youth pastor, I always asked them, the first thing I said, are they a believer? I didn't say, do they go to church? Okay? I don't care if you go to church. If your life's not been changed, you're not a believer. You're not going to lead well. They're not going to lead you well. So I always ask them, are they a believer? And are they serving the Lord? That goes for everybody. If you're in an unhealthy relationship and you're not married yet, if you're married, you got, God's going to do some work, right? But if you're not married yet, you might have to give that up. And those that say, if I can just get them to church, we'll start dating and I'll get them to church and they'll change. That's backwards. Because a lot of times that doesn't work. And then you've got feelings and you've got emotions and you've got maybe other things that you got involved in because you thought they were the one. He told me if I really loved him, I'd do this. If he really loved the Lord, he wouldn't ask you to do that. And by that, I'm keeping it PG. You guys know what I'm talking about. Might have to get rid of those relationships, even friendships that aren't healthy, that aren't bringing you closer to the Lord. You may have to back off those. Surround yourself with people that are going to encourage your walk with God, that are going to strengthen your walk with God, that are going to help you operate in the more that God has for you. Everything God wants to take away in your life, he will replace with something better. He just does that. If you'll just seek more of him. Pruning is healthy for a plant. Guess what? It's healthy for us too when God does it. He's the vine, we're the branches. When he cuts off the dead things that aren't producing any fruit or bearing fruit, let them go. Because pruning brings new growth. He can grow something new in your life. Does it hurt sometimes? Oh, yes, it does. If you have to tell a person that you've been hanging with for a long time, listen, listen, I I want what God has for me, 
and I need you to want the same, and if you don't, we're not going to hang as much. Can you still be a light and still witness to that person? Yes. But if you continue to hang around the darkness, you're going to become like the darkness. Remember, if he's cutting things out, he's getting, he's pruning, he's giving, he's going to give you more in the long run. More. Our praise team would come back up. Fourth question this morning. What will I ask God for more of? What will I ask God for more of? Say it with me. What will I ask God for more of? More of what? More of what? And we're going to hit on those things throughout this series. But as Jesus, as he walked the earth, what was he always doing? He was always asking people what they needed. He was always asking them that, what they wanted. So, so during this more series, I want us to truly consider what we want more of in our relationship with God. Is it to, to search the scriptures, uh, to be encouraged by what they promise is, is available to us? Is that what you need more of in your life? Like, I, I, I've always wanted to read the word, but I just haven't re- I've been really good about it. He can help you with that if you hunger and thirst for it. Is it to, to make more room in your life so that God can pour out his spirit upon you and do what he wants to do in your life? Maybe you need to make more room for him. Maybe it's to count the cost and be willing to pay the price to have that relationship with him, to petition God, to ask and seek and knock until we get this hunger inside of us, this thirst inside of us, this desire inside of us that can only be filled by God. Some of you in here this morning know what that's like. You've tried other things. You tried this, you tried that, you tried to do this, you tried to do that, but it's never, ever, ever filled you up. You're still empty. I'm telling you, that's, there's a place inside of you that can only be filled with a relationship with God. That's it. That's what's missing. And God wants to give you more as you're obedient to him. If you stand this morning... Do you want more of God? It's available. He's available to us. He is. More. 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 Whatever, if you know what it is in your life right now where you need more of God, the things of God, to start working and moving and shifting things, I want you to come this morning and pray. Pray for more of God's wisdom, God's love, whatever it is in that area. Pray for more. Father, right now we come to you, and Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for the ability to worship. Lord, I thank you for the ability to have a voice that can sing, that it can encourage, that can speak your word. And God, this morning we're learning about more. Father, it's, it's, it's something that is in us as a believer. But we need to be obedient to you and your word in order for you to manifest in us. More. More. 
Father, I pray right now for people that know there's more. They would just submit to you this morning, come to these altars, Father, and just cry out, just hunger, just thirst for more of you. Father, there's people in here that are probably in relationships. Father, that more of you is not coming out of those. Give them the courage to recognize it, Father, not only recognize it, to prune it, let you prune if it needs pruned. Father, there's probably people in here, Father, dealing with something right now. And the cure, the answer for that is more of you. Father, there may be somebody in here that doesn't know your son, Jesus, as their Savior. And Father, they've tried on their own. They've tried to fix things. They've tried to do life. They've tried this. They've done this. Father, but they're still empty. Lord, I want them to know right now that your son, Jesus, you sent him to die on the cross for our sins, that we could find forgiveness, that we could have new life. Father, we don't have to stay in that old life. We can have new life in you by believing in Jesus and who he is and putting our faith and trust in you. God, work in this place today. Holy Spirit, if anybody needs healing in their body right now, Holy Spirit, just like you did in Aaron's liver, heal more, Lord, in Jesus' name this morning. Let us respond to what you're putting on our hearts right now, God. We praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days, I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up, Till I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God.
on some of you this morning. You feel like you've just kind of been spinning your wheels with your faith. You've kind of just put it on hold and been okay with how things are going, but there's more. There's more. There's more that God wants to do through you, in you. There's more. The the life of faith is not a mundane, boring thing. There is power, there is life, there is excitement in every day that you serve the Lord. And if you're not living in it, I'm telling you, there's more. There's more. Don't be content. Oh, I witnessed to one person this week. I'm, I'm good. Don't be content. There's more. God did a great thing in my life last year. There's more. There's more. God did a great thing in Orchardville Church for these last 40 years, but there's more. There's more. But people left and they, they don't believe. I don't care. <laughs> I care, but I don't care because that's not going to stop who God is and what he wants to do. He's just looking for people that are willing to stick with him, push through, and go after the more. Because he's still good. Man messes things up sometimes. I mess things up sometimes. He doesn't. He knows what he's doing. We need to be obedient and let him do the more. Amen? Thank you guys for being here today. I thank you for your faithfulness in showing up each week. That speaks to me. It, it, it encourages me as a pastor when I hear, I get messages, I get phone calls about what you guys are doing outside of here. That makes me happy <laughs> as your pastor. Like that makes me know that people are getting it. People are understanding. It's not about what we're doing in here so much as what, it's what we're doing out there. People are taking that and being sent with it and ministering to people around them. And that means so much means so much not only to me it means more to him i thank you guys so much keep it up this week keep sending me messages and share your stories with me of how you're i get to pray for those people not just you but i get to come on board with that and see what god does in their life through you being bold and courageous we're going to hit the streets next year a lot more as a church I heard about three all rights. The rest of me like, oh, man. We're going to evangelize. We're going to pray for people. We're going to offer prayer for people. We're going to pop up and just do worship in places and let God do what he wants to do in those towns. All we're going to do is be obedient and being sent to go be the hands and feet of Jesus. It's coming. Whether I got five people going with me or I got 500, we're going. We're going to be bold. We're going to change our communities around. In Jesus' name. You are not dismissed. You are sent. Keep it up. Go win some people to Jesus.